Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 391, recorded live on Sunday, December 21st, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man staying in Ann Arbor this weekend, Brian Lindsley. Hello. The man driving to Ann Arbor from Madison, Wisconsin, Brendan Lapsley. Hi. And the man staying in Madison, Wisconsin, all alone, Dave Pillay. Hi. I get to see everybody. You know, you could come with, and then we could see you too. But I'm not taking any vacation days. So? So I work on Friday. Take sick days. But I work on Friday, and I've got projects I want to get done. Work, work, work. Never underestimate the amount of work you can get done when the office is empty. No kidding. Everyone else is gone. There will be, like, zero distraction. You're a good little worker bee, Dave. No, I'm actually a really bad little worker bee, which is why I need to stay here during the holidays. I may have slacked off on a couple of projects and commitments that I had made, so I'm going to be sticking around and working on those. But yeah, in any case, it's the holidays! Woo! I still have two more days of work before I get holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah to you guys as well. And thank you for the Hanukkah slash Christmas gift, Bri. You're welcome. My new lamp. Yay. It's not a lamp. It's a, <laughs> it's a magnifying glass with a lamp on it. It's a lamp. For your perler beads? Yep. The main point is so that you can see things better. Yes. And that's going to be pretty helpful because I'm actually thinking of doing a much larger project. The biggest project I've done so far has been, I think, uh, three by, no, maybe four by three, four plates by three plates. Each plate that's is 29 impressive. beads. And I so most I, of those pixel art like characters are just one plate, right? Um, depends on the game and the era. So anything from most like Nintendo, yeah, anything from Nintendo is like one, maybe two plates, maybe four if you're pushing it. Um, but by the time you get to Super Nintendo, now you're looking Woo-hoo. at like six plates, eight plates. Uh, I just want I, to do the HD remixes of oh God. The Street Fighter ones. Oh, God. Oh, that would be huge. I don't have enough colors for that. I just finished a a Pokemon from, like, one of the Gen 3 games, and it was two by two. A Pokemon from the Game Boy. Yeah, just don't try getting into, like, the Vita or PS3, or you're probably going to just start crying. Eh. Vita is is small screen, so it's not that bad. The PS3 one will make you cry, though, because it'll be those HD up ones. Yeah, I I don't know if I could do that. Uh, but I was looking at doing like some of the bosses from Final Fantasy VI, and those are like five by five. Those are like three stories tall in the screen itself. Only the the boss boss, the end boss, if done in perler beads, is about six and a half feet long. Wow, he's tall. He's three screens tall, maybe four. I can't even imagine trying to move that. Uh, you put cardboard on either side of it. I would figure you'd have to put cardboard on one side always, like. Even if you were playing it. You'd probably mount it. Oh, Dave. You'd glue it to something. Not that kind of... You disgusting, dirty person. I'm not sure if I should be happy or sad that I'm the last one that picked up on that. It took me a second. I was wondering if maybe, like, I had cut off the audio or something and I misheard. And I'm like, no, no, he actually meant that. Yeah, I didn't didn't pick up on it until you started yelling at him. I should mention uh, Andy is in absentia this week. He is visiting people for the holidays which is totally legit and something he gets to do and not something like oh i'd like to just go see a movie today the only time we can is during our scheduled time because that's what i did the other week that said the movie that you saw that one time was with me and it was in ann arbor you were visiting people in ann arbor Yep, so at least there's that. All right, well, so what what are people's plans for the holiday besides driving to Ann Arbor or staying in Ann Arbor? Everyone getting together or something? Yeah, I'm seeing Andy too. Oh, man. Cat Maybe I should get out the there. Most of the people are going to be there earlier in the week, Dave. I think, like, myself and Julie are going to be some of the only ones there later in the week. Oh, it's because everyone goes to their family for the end of the week. Right. Yay, Christmas time. All right. Well, I suppose we might want to get moving on to topics then. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Steam sale. That's a topic. Steam sale. Or it can be a topic. Always yeah, is. It, it's a sale. They are not going quite as crazy as they have in years past with the different um, activities to do. The different activities? Oh, right. Like, there are usually things in the games, aren't there? Well, either badges or, like... Um, 
was it over the summer sale they had this whole thing about using certain items and getting points and all kinds of weird craziness in years past they've had like special achievements and this year they have some weird thing about gems but they are seriously downplaying it so in years past we've had stuff like the introduction of the training cards or the badges and having them being used for the seasonal cards only um and this year or they they did voting for example was another one but this the year, community they, choice yep all they're adding is the gem to card pack which isn't necessarily a bad thing but you're you are correct that it's like way lower than anything else they've done yeah like you have to look to be able to find it like they are not advertising it going hey here come do this it's more of the hey here's our sale and I think what you had mentioned earlier that it was probably due to the fact that their servers were getting full of who has what items because people have been hoarding stuff. Do you think that they're not really promoting any of this because they're like they just didn't finish something in time or they felt like they were doing too much already? I think it's a combination of they have not had a lot of luck recently with balancing activities. So I think they're trying to take their time to do something right and do something better. At least that's my hope. And I think they're actually working a little bit more on the interface nowadays than they are on the actual like gimmicks. For example, the um, there's a section on the front page where your wish list is actually displayed and then they display all of the 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 games and whether or not they have a discount or not and i think that's pretty cool that is actually really cool and i'm looking at it right now because i'm wondering if double dragon neon will go on sale for more than what it is right now remember during your steam sale don't buy things unless it's a daily deal or the last day or a community deal or a flash pick yeah like if it's not a special deal then wait until the last day yep what is the last day of the sale just so i know uh, it should be the sunday after new year okay january 2nd something like that yes new year is a thursday so it'll be the friday yep at 10 a.m oh really normally it's a sunday oh well so actually new year's day is really the last day gotcha so how much money have you guys spent on the sale so far uh does the four bucks I used to buy gems count? Yes. I used four bucks to buy a bunch of crap to turn it into gems, and then I got a $40 game for it. Well, not game, but a $40 piece of software. Is that your driver software that you were looking at earlier? Yep. Andy needs that so he can get the drivers. Driver Fusion Premium. Did he which manage has to get achievements. This nice. piece of software has achievements. It's not the only one. Run Driver Fusion on a computer with a printer. Tree mulcher. Did Andy get Civ uh, working, by the way? Does anyone know? Probably not. He probably stopped working on it and headed out of here. Yes, for everyone listening, uh, we all kind of got together and got Andy Civ Beyonder so we can torture him with that as well. Since we all have practice with it now. But supposedly Andy cannot play it right now because of driver issues. Oops. Well, it's too bad Andy didn't buy driver fusion or, or you know, spend $4 in gems to get that. Or get set up with your account so he can run it. Would that work? It might. I don't know. I don't, it might. I'll have to try it. It could. Um, I don't think I've bought any games yet. I just bought one. Where's I bought a history? dollar game and a little bit of DLC. I've spent like four bucks. There was Zaxi one game. now owns Borderlands the pre-sequel. Yep. Nice. Literally just bought it. Like I still seconds to... ago? Yeah, while you were talking. I need to okay, beat number two before I can justify getting the pre-sequel. But Although the pre-sequel be... comes before number two. Yeah, yes, but it does. I mean, it came out after, and I'm already right. halfway through two. Like that, right, that's Andy. where it falls, Andy. though? Dave. Yes, I am Dave. I corrected myself. Andy, Andy's the one who's missing right now. I know it's usually the other way, but Andy's the I one missing right him. now. Yep. Borderlands actually had a trailer for Tales of the Borderlands that lines out chronologically where everything lands. Yep. But yeah, okay. the uh, the daily sale for Borderlands pre-sequel ends in less than an hour, so I figured I should pick it up while we're talking. I suppose. Or you could wait another year and let it go down to like 10 bucks. Why would I wait a year? That's like an entire year that I couldn't play it. Yeah, and the only Borderlands stuff to get like soon after it comes out is going to be Tails. What do you guys think about picking up Gauntlet if it goes on to daily or flash sale? I'm, I'm considering a, it. I've not heard the best of things about it. I'm not very happy with it in general. I wish they would have gone back to arcade style. 
But if it's cheap enough, I'll probably pick it up. Like maybe a four pack? I probably won't pick up a four pack for myself. Well, I mean, if the four of us all went in, so I think Julie sounded at least a little interested. The problem is with, with that game is it's a little too much like Diablo, in my opinion. Oh, darn. How dare a game be like Diablo? I don't own Diablo for a reason. Ah, not a huge fan of it? It's okay. It's just the style, the art, the, mostly the gameplay? The, yes. <laughs> all of yes. The stuff. Okay. See, if I want a game like that, I just log into Marvel Heroes, play that for a little bit, and then I'm good. Wait, Marvel Heroes is more like Puzzle Quest, though, right? No. No, Marvel Heroes is a MMO Diablo clone. Ah, okay. A free one. Interesting. Where you play as Marvel Heroes? Yeah, yep. you... Uh, each character you get, like, you can get one of, and so, like, when you max out one a hero, you can move on to another. I've got two heroes at max level and one at, like, level 12. Which heroes? Which heroes? I've got uh, Storm and Cyclops maxed out, and I've got Deadpool at, like, level 12. Woo, Deadpool! Yay, Deadpool. Wouldn't that be cheating since, you know, he can't die? None of them can. Okay. Isn't that cheating? It's an MMO, and it's... A little bit tongue-in-cheek and how they do some things. Okay. Uh, other topics. Let's keep moving. Cybernetics. Bri, you uh, you posted this one. Did you want to talk about it first? Sure. Um, basically, the there's an entity who has lost both of his limbs. Um, and he's the, yes, both of his arm, arm limbs because he has his leg limbs. Um, but he's <laughs> the first person to be able to control two independent arm limbs at the same time, using um, probably his muscles still. But it's the first time that they've been able to, to do two at once. That's pretty crazy. I mean, the other question is, how long has he been missing these limbs? Because that, I think, would impact it a little bit. Because someone who has not been used to that kind of movement for years and years and years would have a slightly harder time than someone who's only been missing them like a year or two. It's been four years since he lost his arms. Okay, that is rather impressive then. I don't actually know if it's an advantage or a disadvantage because it might not be using the same neural connections to move the cybernetics versus moving your actual arms again it's it's the muscles uh the muscles that are in his shoulders still is how he's controlling them wow and you know being used to that kind of muscle movement would matter yep well that's still really cool though robot uprising takes another step forward still uses uh actual like human brains to control it though so we got a little bit of time Okay. Um, two topics about Minecraft. One, which is kind of the uh, the next phase for Microsoft since they purchased it. Microsoft has kind of sold the rights for Minecraft to Telltale Games to make a Minecraft story mode, an adventure I'm not, game. I'm not sure what I think about this. I, I've been loving what Telltale has done recently, but I've never played Minecraft, and I have no idea how in the world they pull this off. Wait, 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 wait. You've never played Minecraft? I have not. I have played Terraria. I have played Starbound, but I have not ever played Minecraft. How much does Minecraft cost? 10, 15 bucks now? 15, maybe 20. 15, I think. And how do they not own Minecraft.com? Because uh, it's always been Minecraft.net. Oh wow! They've thank you Microsoft for the price, twenty seven dollars. Less reason Seriously? to play Minecraft. Yeah, I was gonna say like if it's ten bucks, maybe I, I could I could buy it, but I'm not paying thirty bucks for this. Yeah, it, no, there's other open world stuff that would is cheaper and probably more worth your time. I'm not sure about more worth your time. Um, these things are super super popular with the little kids. Yeah, so if you had a kid coming up, Brenda, which I know you don't. But if you did, I would totally buy this just so you could have it for the kid. Yeah, if I do, like, I'd almost rather get, like, some kind of tablet version. Oh, the tablet version sucks. Oh, does it? Okay. Oh, yes. So I, I do have a, like, five-year-old niece. Would this be appropriate for her? Uh, the Telltale game or Minecraft? Minecraft. I'm I'm not buying her a Telltale game. <laughs> Good call. I, w- I would totally get, get her Minecraft. It's so huge with the kids, just, like, four to... 15 i might need to ask my brother if that's okay with him also apparently make sure that there's a decent platform to play it on well so the playing it on the pc is much much easier for us old gamers but if you're going to give it to a little kid they'll pick up any platform you put it on 
Okay, so it's more interface uh, than uh, actual content or usability? So what the game does is it does that old um, trying to do both at once thing where if you're in the bottom left corner of the screen, you can move if you're uh, up or down based on wherever you point. But if you go to the middle of the screen, that's how you look around by swiping around in there. And jumping is a is kind of like the an A button on the screen that you tap. Weird. Yeah, so someone who's less ingrained in their controls like us would have an easier time. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a harder way to get around than it would be with a mouse and a keyboard. Um, but that's also I'm very used to a mouse and a keyboard. Okay, so your opinion stems just from that and not from like any kind of processing or content standpoint? Uh, there's a little bit of a content difference. Um, the, the version that's on Android and iOS is um, the PE, the Portable Edition version, and it is missing all the regular updates that the main version gets. Gotcha. Okay, so for little kids, but I ain't not worth it for me right now. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest it for you at all. I would suggest you get the regular version. But if you're going to give it to a five-year-old like Dave's niece, the iOS version should work. Okay. How about Notch's new house? What was that, Dave? Notch's new house. Notch, of course, the creator of Minecraft. So he just bought a $70 million house in Beverly Hills. And it's probably only a drop in the bucket. The funny thing is, is he outbid Jay-Z and Beyonce for it. That's awesome. It's the most expensive house bought in at least that area, I assume. Um, And it has its own intro video. The house has an intro video. Yes, that goes through all the the features of the pretty house. Do you watch this intro video when you come over or what? No, it just it's a selling video. It's it's one of those look at the view angle. But of Holy course crap, that's a lot of wine. Yeah, but of course it's it's high it's high society so they don't say anything. Does the wine come with the house? I think it does. And if you keep watching there's a candy dispenser, like a wall full of candy dispensers, and that comes with the house as well. Like there's a movie see, theater. With the house. There's a movie theater. There's a basement with a car garage built into it, so you can like and a transformer. You can just stand next or sit in your your downstairs living room and watch your car spin on its. You're you're rich if you got this house. Yeah, wow. and Notch is rich. Yeah, that's true. And look at that view. Holy crap! The thing that really worries me about this is now everybody literally has his address because it's at, there's the address posted all over the video. Yeah, I could see that being a little worrisome. But yeah, so it goes to show that um, he's been successful and he bought off the house. Well, when, when he sold Minecraft to Microsoft, he made a lot of money. He had, that, he had over $70 million well before he sold it to, my, to Microsoft. Yeah, but then he sold it to Microsoft and got even more. It's true. Oh, was there a metallic yeah, so cello this, in there? Wow. A what? I think I saw a metal cello. Could have I been. was like, what the hell? That would sound terrible. It would. It looked cool. Unless it's an electric cello. It, yeah, it very well could be. But it had Do like, the, the, whole the two body. almost naked know. models come with the house? I don't think so. I think they're there to sell it. And I wouldn't call that almost naked for uh All right, They're wearing swimsuits. That's true. It's, it's not like December he's in Wisconsin right now. If you are showing your hands, you're almost naked. It's not like he's going to have a lot of trouble getting girls over there. So, Yeah, but are they the type of girls you want to have over there? That's the real question. Yeah. Hey, baby, I invented Minecraft. Want to come to my place? And I'm just imagining since the core demographic that it's super popular with is 9 to 15-year-olds. Yeah, that, that goes bad quick. It all depends well, on the it would line. Be their if, mothers. He goes up, if he goes up to some girls and says, hey, I invented Minecraft, he would have different results as to, hey, I own the most expensive house in town. Suppose there is that. And it's not a town known for having cheap houses. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, good for, good for Notch. Moving along, uh, Pirate Bay, still closed. It's not like it, that kind of thing is going to last. There's going to be some new one somewhere, someone. Well, funny you should mention that. Do you remember uh, ISO Hunt? I do. Vaguely. Well, they're still sort of around. And they just released a package to let anyone publish a copy of Pirate Bay. To be honest, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Because if I remember correctly, the, the actual code for it itself was like under 100 megabytes. 
So how much is the uh, FBI or whatever going to hunt it down for Americans who turn it on? Uh, that's a very good question. The FBI, probably not at all. The MPAA, probably pretty hardcore. Yeah. All I know is I'm not going to be trying this. I mean, I suppose we could just call the FBI like the militant arm of the MPAA. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was implying. So silly. Calling it Open Bay for the project name. Nice. Of course they are. All right. Uh, Other BitTorrent news. This kind of segues into another major topic. The interview, which was pulled from theaters, the actual BitTorrent company, the company named BitTorrent, would like to release the interview on BitTorrent. Now, when they say on BitTorrent, they mean their new um, platform that actually you pay money to, to get yeah, the video. Yeah, the, the, not the free protocol of sharing, but the like, hey, we own this and would like to distribute it. Right. Just so people get that it's they're not asking to, to do it for free. They're actually going to pay some money that they get from the service. Which makes more sense than the people who are all yelling about how it should be released for free now that this whole thing has happened. Well, I mean, Sony has still, I think, actually made money on it. That's because the thing has gotten so much publicity. Not even that. How how have they made money on it? Because they haven't shown it anywhere yet. Movies are insured. Okay. Oh, yeah, which is, isn't that the reason that they decided to completely shut it down instead of like a limited release or online release or something? Yep. Well, according to Sony, it was because the theaters themselves didn't want to show the movie. Holy crap. So you think North Korea has balls for going up and saying, no, you need to stop showing this movie. Oh, by the way, it wasn't us that actually did the hack. And you better believe that or else we will, like, make you suffer. Sony has the balls to go out and say, oh, no, we were we would still release it. But the theater owners didn't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, everyone is just hammering on Sony, and they're not making it easy on themselves right now. But Holy they're making money, which crap. is what they care about. Oh, no, it's not us. It's the theaters? Yep, no one believes that. I the, the, some theaters, yes, I can understand, like some major lines. But there's got to be some smaller indie theaters that would be like, I don't care. Just give me the movie. Yeah, but there's a cost-benefit analysis when you get to the small theaters. celebrities are saying that they want to show it in their private theaters i can't imagine how much netflix is willing to go to sony and say let us have it well that's why bitterns going that route they're hoping to to get it there pretty much whoever finally gets this movie in a legal sense is going to draw so much money from it even if it's a terrible movie just because of the publicity just because everyone knows about it now like the whole thing, North Korea telling them to stop showing this movie was probably the stupidest move they could take with it. It was going to be such a non-attention movie. I was probably going to watch it. It looked funny. Yeah, but coming out compared to uh, The Imitation Game, coming out to The Hobbit, coming I mean, there were so many other things for people to watch. Yeah, I'm not interested in The Hobbit all that much. Oh, we saw it. I'm going to get it when it comes out on DVD. I'm probably not going to see it before then. So, yeah, that's Sony's pictures and how they, they feel about the interview. We'll see if they actually release it, like, a month or two from now or whatever. So it's worth pointing out, though, uh, a couple other things that happened along with this. So Sony pulled the interview. They pulled the movie. And immediately a bunch of theater – this is where I I get the sense that, like, theater owners are, are not the ones who are saying, no, we don't want to show this is that a bunch of theaters immediately said, oh, you pulled this because of North Korea. Let's show Team America World Police again. Yeah, and and not everyone like, no. did it. Like, I heard there was actually a – that was more of a small theater kind of thing than a large Well, chain. The, the small theater had the idea, but then a bunch of other theaters ran with it. Oh, I see. At which point Paramount, who owns Team America, came out and said, no, don't do this. It would have been awesome, though. would have been friggin' fantastic. So pretty much it comes down to the movie, like theaters or not the theaters, but the uh, production companies are just cowering and trying to protect themselves. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone is saying this was a really bad idea for Sony to do. Yeah. Uh, I've I've read an article somewhere about like uh, some various tweets from um, celebrities about the whole thing. And some of them were hilarious. Well, it's not just celebrities getting it on I believe the president said something about it. Yep. 
Obama said that this was a mistake. He has also said that he's not counting this as an act of war. Because it's all talk? No, I mean, well, there, there was a huge hack. Well, I heard about that in, or was it North Korea took credit for it? Yep. The Guardians of Peace is the hacking group. You mean the GOP? It was pointed out that's the GOP. Wow. I think one of the most positive benefits and, and results of all this has been that Saturday Night Live the other night, last night, was brought in by Dr. Evil. Yeah, I actually caught that because Julie put it on last night after we were watching some TV. Mike Myers making fun of North Korea, Sony Pictures, and himself. Yeah, that thing about how if he wanted something to bomb, you put in the guru. The love guru? That was awesome. All right, well, I think we can move off of the Sony topic. Unless that anyone everyone else has probably heard about. Not speaking, everyone. Speaking of hacks, Staples seems to have gotten hacked. God damn it. Do does does no retailer actually have security? You can't block all all ways of being infected. It's just not feasible. Yeah, especially when you get into large national kind of chains because there's that just means there's more doors to get in. I guess. I mean, all you really need to get in is a disgruntled employee, and I'm sure they have plenty of those. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we hear many more hacks over the next coming weeks as people are doing Christmas shopping and they're finally ethically obligated to to tell. Yeah. God damn. Okay, so Staples gets hacked. Uh, did they say what people got? Like, um, did they steal like numbers, hugs. addresses? Yeah, it looks like possibly numbers and... Um, some some of the secret chip or the number stuff the the cvc yeah the cvc number, yeah. The, the back number the expiration date that kind of stuff i think yeah just everything you need to use the card online right right okay i did get a a new card in the mail from my bank it's the new chip and pin card though oh that's so good it should be protected against things like this theoretically theoretically yeah, the way things are going, who knows how long that'll last. Well, I haven't heard too many cases of it being an issue over in England and Europe. and they The rest of the world chip. where they use it. Yeah, they use the chip system over there. So, Except they call it the fry system? No, that's backwards. <laughs> Funny day. Thank you. I thought so. Yeah, and in fact, uh, more of our cards are going to be moving to that, right? After the Target incident, Congress said, no, you guys have like two years to move over to this new card. I'm so surprised it's taken so long. I'm not. Dude, everything in America, like if it's a large company that doesn't want to do something, they just put a little pressure on. And that means that we have to wait an additional five years. But it just costs well, the company so much more when it, when they have to deal with all the, the other issues surrounding insecurity. Yeah, but that means that they don't have to worry about paying for it now. They can worry about it later. It's a lot I'm easier to, to convince the stockholders that you're doing better now when you put the costs off to later. Yep. I'm just thinking that it's not like Visa and MasterCard don't already have this tech. Correct. So rolling it out in America shouldn't be all that more difficult. But Well, it, I mean, that's, that's the uh, – I, I don't want to go so far as to say that's the curse of America, but we're, we're the first ones to a lot of new technology, but that means we get the first version of that technology. So, I mean, look at the electric system in this country. The the fact that we're on 120 volts instead of 240. And then you have to use those crazy converters when you go out of country. Yep. Our phone system, our uh, internet system, all of it's the first generation. And that's what we lay down for the infrastructure. So that's what we get. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. Yep. Speaking of incarnations of things, Amazon Prime has a new incarnation in Manhattan only. Amazon Prime Now. And the only reason they can do this is because they have a warehouse there. One hour delivery. That just sounds like it could get very bad for people who have uh, poor impulse control. I'm just thinking it's like, let's order pizza. Let's use Amazon Now. I Order pizza, order groceries. Actually, for groceries, that would actually be kind of cool. Order diapers. It's not like you need them in an hour often for at least diapers. You should have a little bit of a stockpile. Yeah, but if you realize, like, oh, crap, my kid just pooped, and that's the last diaper that I just put on him. That's called poor planning. Yes. That's, that's called you're a bad parent. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> I'm going to remember that, and one day I'm going to, like, hide diapers from someone. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, do you do you see this moving on to other places? Do you see this actually working? Uh, is there additional fees here? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. So it's $8, which actually for delivery is not that bad for, right. you know, I mean, whatever. 8 bucks and it's at your door. I can, I can see I can it opening in big cities. Where, I can see this in large cities where they have warehouses and I can see it taking off. But, you know, it'll be a nice thing they offer, but I don't think it's going to get super big. Like, I don't know if they're going to push it or not. We'll have to see. It's not going to come to anything more than a, a super large city. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the warehouse isn't anywhere nearby. Well, the right. whole thing is this is also – it just says Manhattan. It's not even all of New York. Right. So because it's their warehouse is in range. Manhattan. Well, for an hour delivery, I'd hope so because – it takes more than an hour to go from one side of New York to the other. Right. But what I'm saying is, you know, their scope, they need to be very careful about how they, you know, put it out. They're basically saying, hey, you live next to an Amazon warehouse for eight bucks. We'll just run it over for you. Yeah, pretty much. Which is a cool idea. We'll see if anything happens. It may end up being like that drone delivery thing they tried out. It may, you know, work out a little bit and they get a few of them up, but we'll have to see. Hey, I think they're still trying that. I think so, too. They said it would still be a couple years off. I think they're still going with the the drone delivery. But I have a feeling since drones really aren't very good for very long, like most drones that I've seen, consumer grade, are about 15 to 20 minutes worth of flight time. I I don't see it being one of those things that they're going to deliver over large distances. Right. It's pretty much got the same scope or range as this one-hour delivery. Right. Pretty interesting. So batteries with the drones lasting for an hour. Let's talk about batteries in cars. Tesla specifically. Uh, Tesla's their their Model S sedans. The battery is a four hundred mile range. And now they are debuting their battery swap stations. Now the thing that I'm curious about because obviously you know it's just take out a part of the car and swap in a new one. Would you need to pay for the battery? Do you need to pay initially? Is there some kind of plan? Because it it's a, sounds like a brilliant idea, but how economically feasible is it right now? Well, you're taking your battery out and putting a different one in. Which, in, at least in the beginning, I'm going to assume is a slightly newer battery. Eventually, they'll all be just recharged used batteries. Um, by appointment swaps, 60 to $80 price range. Okay, so it's a little more expensive than filling a tank. Depends on your tank. Yeah. For 400 miles. So if you get 20 miles to the gallon, that's 20 gallons. At $2, that's $40. Oh, but you know it's not going to stay at $2. It's not going to stay at $2. It's really nice, by the way, having gas at like 2 bucks. Yeah, that's not going to last. No, especially since half the reason why we get these savings is because it's the winter gas. Yep. Gas is cheaper in the winter. Hey, Brendan. What? Do you need an easy pass for when, you, when you're driving down to Michigan? If you got a spare one, we could use it. We're going to get our own, but we only just got the plates, and they aren't even on the car yet. I don't have a spare one, but I have one if you'd like it. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. He's not going anywhere. I'm not going to be using it. Yes, if you would like to loan it to us, we would appreciate it. Okay. We plan on getting one very soon after we get back. Yeah. I think everyone in the Midwest should just go get one. Yeah, the problem is, is like in Michigan, it's useless. Until you have to travel anywhere. Yeah, my dad has one because he drives all the time. Yeah, but if you never leave Michigan because you don't need to because you have friends that stayed in Michigan. (laughs) Does Beth have one? Because I know she travels a decent amount. Nope, she doesn't have one. It would make going to Lombard easier. Meh, she gets reimbursed. Make her work pay for it. She gets reimbursed. There's no upfront cost. She gets reimbursed. But it makes the driving easier. It also makes logistics for getting the reimbursement easier because then they could just pay for it outright. She gets reimbursed. One of us. One of us. So this, I mean, it it basically is like a gas station, right? You pull up, they swap out the battery. Yeah, I I saw some images of a battery swap and... It looked pretty clean and simple. Looked mostly automated. So, if this gets up and running, it you know more power to the people who have Teslas. It's going to make it their lives a little bit easier. But does I mean how long does it take to charge a Tesla? I don't know, but I would assume yeah, I would assume at least two hours. 
plus at that point you're using your own electricity, aren't you? Nope. If you do it at one of their supercharger stations, it's free. Oh, that's kind of nice. And supercharger can replenish half the battery in 20 minutes. Wow. That's still 40 minutes compared to yeah. like five. It's, it's if you drive the 400 miles, it's 400. It's, uh, it's you know, two thirds of an hour. It's 40 minutes. I almost think if we didn't have so many phone variations, that this would be a good thing to do for phone batteries. Yeah. Swap out the battery? Yeah. Yeah, some people do that. I mean, a lot of people buy backup batteries so they can just swap out as needed. Like, I just have a kiosk somewhere in the middle of the the city, and I go up to it, and I feed in my phone battery, and it spits out a new one. Yeah. I wonder how feasible that would be. I mean, I can see that being very useful at airports. Yeah, but the problem is, is right now there's so many different models that, like, all the Androids are have different battery types. You got Samsung versus Motorola's. They're going to have different batteries, and then you got the iPhones, which you can't even get. You can't even take the battery out, right? Right. I mean, I'd say if there wasn't so many options, this would be a cool idea. Right. Whereas Tesla, I think, is really trying to push more of a universal kind of deal. Well, Tesla only has... Universal for their thing. Yeah. Tesla doesn't have that many models we're talking about here. Right. I mean, can you imagine if there was a universal, like, car battery for electric cars, even across companies? I'm glad you added for electric cars, because I was going to (laughs) say... Because for regular cars... There is a universal car battery. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing, is if electric cars started coming together in a more universal sense, then something like this spreading around would be absolutely fantastic. Yep. Yeah, but Yay, standards. The, the way they design them is by they, they do the body of the car and then they say, well, where can we fit this? Right. So like my Prius battery is under the back seat. All right. What else do we have to talk about? The only thing that I see we have left kind of wraps around back to the beginning, which is Steam games. You cannot gift them over uh, international borders. Yeah. Who the what? What's up with this region locking a PC game? This so has been going really on for a in, while. It really comes in for the the poor, poor, poor people in Australia because games over there cost Aussies. so much money, like ridiculously much more money. Yeah, I've also and seen so, issues uh, with trading to like Russia and stuff. Like some versions. I mean, is it can't get over there or something? I don't know. Can I get around this with a VPN? So if I do like an Australian VPN, you probably could. I don't think they have a way to get around that. The only thing I can think of is like um, billing addresses for the credit cards. I don't remember if we put those in or not. Just try to like why? Why is Steam? Why is Valve, who's always been a very nice company to their users, doing this? Because they're probably getting pressure from the publishers. Publishers, and it wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of government regulations involved. Yeah. So they've region locked the games now. I, I'm still a little confused. I mean, does that mean I can, if if I buy it in the U.S., I can only play it on U.S.? Or is this I can only give it to people who have a U.S. IP address or what? I think it's more the second one. I mean, not that it really affects us too much because Dave is probably the only person I know that might have Aussie friends. I've seen some Steam trading stuff. Like uh, when I played Spiral Knights more and got a little more involved with that, there was actually a few things I saw that – you had to be very careful about when trading with people in other countries because certain things would and wouldn't work. So pretty much if you get involved in any kind of trading or games or things going back and forth, you have to be very careful about the versions that you get and who you're trading with. So it's it's actually something that's been going on for a while. I'm not quite sure why it's getting more publicity now. Because uh, I think somebody from Reddit actually figured out all of the rules and posted it. Yeah, that would take a little while. That's just so weird. Welcome to the global economy. Yep. Oh, so the, uh, that makes a little more sense about why they found this out. They found it out not on like the the Steam subreddit, but the Steam Game Swap subreddit. Yep. Yep. I see. This is hey, I have an extra copy of this game. Who would like it? And what do you have to give me? Right. Yep. I should probably go to that subreddit. <laughs> I've, I've dabbled in like Steam trading groups and such, which is why I've seen this and known about it for a couple of years. But yeah, it just got too complex and I didn't want to deal with it. I have a, a number of games that I could... I've got like extra copies of Dungeon Defenders, extra copies of Magicka. We should go and play Magicka. We should play some other games with each other. We should. 
So, shall we hit up the random review in the topic? All right, all right, all right. Uh, the random review first. Brendan is going to review a game for us. Yes, I am going to review Dark Souls 1, which is a few years old, but I have kind of recently gotten back into, and it also has a major update that came out about last week. And then, so to, to be clear, Dark Souls is the sequel to Demon Souls? Sort of a spiritual sequel. Demon spiritual, Souls okay, spiritual was successful. a PS3 exclusive. Dark Souls was uh, cross-platform PS3, 360, and PC. It came out around October 2011. Yeah, so it's been out for a while. Dark Souls 2 is already out, and then the spiritual sequel to Dark Souls comes out in a couple months. Called... Uh, called Bloodborne, and I believe it's going to be a PS4 exclusive. Yes, it is. So exclusives. Eh, I don't know. It, it depends on what it is and capabilities. We'll have to see. I don't even know if the game's going to be good, but I'm probably going to get it anyways. So Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, the idea of the game is that it is brutal, and you have to be very careful about how you advance in the game. Um you are expected to die very, very frequently. Um, and the idea is you need to figure out exactly how to get through each situation in front of you, and you will have to replay it so you know exactly where everything is, exactly how to defeat every uh, monster, because when you die, everything respawns. Also, when you die, you drop uh, souls, which are both your currency and XP. And if you die before getting back there, then they're gone. But if you get so, back to where it was, you can pick them up again. So, okay, so you don't gain XP. It's just here's your current XP, and if you get back to it, you get that XP back. Yes. No, yeah. So what happens is the souls you're carrying, uh, you need to do something with it. You can either go to a merchant shop and spend it as money or get to one of the bonfires, which is the save point, and spend it to gain levels. And so this is kind of like the opposite of a roguelike. Yeah, a little bit because because right. a, a roguelike you die, you start over. That's it. But in this, the whole concept is you are going to die, and you're going to do that so that you can learn from it. Exactly. So I have been playing it a lot. It is very enjoyable. Um, it starts off with you know you're you're moving forward, you're killing some guys, you're fighting a couple bosses, and you you're just kind of going along. But once you start to really get into the game and you meet some of the NPCs and you realize you know how the world is set up, it's actually an incredibly deep game. Uh, so there are a decent amount of NPCs in the game, and you often have to find and rescue them uh, to unlock their shops or whatever. Uh, some of them have quest lines you go through, and some of them are actually villains that if you set free, they will go and kill other NPCs. And when they kill the other NPCs, it's permadeath for the other NPCs, isn't it? In, I would say, 95% of the time, yes. There are a couple cases where that's you know not quite what happens, but... Um, for the most part, that's the case. That's what it is. Wow. So uh, one of the other things that's interesting about Dark Souls is their multiplayer aspect, which is you are in your own little world. And in your world, there are kind of two states you can be in, either undead or human. Um, when you are undead, that's kind of you know just doing your own thing. That's not a big deal. There's not really much multiplayer stuff going on. When you are human you can actually summon other players to help you. But other players can invade your world and try to kill you. So it's, and aren't there the ability to leave clues and tiny messages? Yeah, you can do that once you get far enough in the game. You get uh, the item to write on the ground. But you can write whatever you want. Um, you can try and convince people to jump off cliffs and die if you so choose right when, when you say other people can come to your world and try and kill you like actively or passively actively as in they use an item that says you know invading another world they come in and their character tries to kill your character Dubai, that's so mean yes um 
And the, one of the things um, that they did in Dark Souls that they did not do in Demon Souls was they had this whole thing about covenants, which is essentially kind of a PvP mentality. Um, so there's one covenant where if someone pisses off a certain NPC, you get summoned to try and kill them. Or uh, if someone tries to invade you and kill you, you can indict them and they get kind of entered into this online database of, you know, hey, this is someone who runs around PvPing people. There is a covenant where you uh, can get summoned to hunt down specifically those people who go out and PvP. So it's it's another one of those things that, like, you, you kind of brush on a little bit early on, but when you start getting into it, it's a very deep system. Um, and I honestly have not done a lot with it, so I'm not too familiar with all the capabilities of it. And then uh, one of the biggest things that, as I said, happened last week is Dark Souls, when it initially came out in 2011, was on Games for Windows Live, which anyone who has used that, it's not a very popular system. I don't know if either of you have done much with games for Windows Live or not. Not uh-huh. in many years. So it's it's not a very popular system. Last week, Steam worked with Microsoft to migrate saves, migrate achievements over to uh, Steam and Steamworks. Ooh. And they released it? So the game now is fan Steam. Yep, everything seems to be working. I've been playing it a little bit since then. Uh, I unlocked probably like 12 achievements when I migrated it over. Uh, And because it is now on Steam instead of Games for Windows Live, the online portion is much uh, bigger because Games for Windows Live had about a 90% failure rate when attempting to summon help or invade someone else's world. Ooh. Whereas now that it's on Steam, it seems significantly more consistent and a lot better. Also, I imagine Steam sharing probably works because you, if you installed it ahead of time, you would have had to still sign in to games for Windows Live and probably would not have been able to access. But now that it's in Steam, friends can actually try it out. Nice. So it's if you were curious about Dark Souls, I'm pretty sure it's on sale during the Steam sale, probably for dirt cheap. And it is it is now sixty six percent off currently. So how much is it? Uh, six eighty. Yeah, that is hands down. Uh, if you it. wait for the last day, I think it goes to seventy five percent. Yeah, I now is a good time to get into uh, Dark Souls if you would like to. If you've been looking, does at it, it hold up? I mean, should I should I go for Dark Souls versus Dark Souls two? From what I've heard, um, Dark Souls 2 kind of moves backwards a little bit. In some ways, it's a little more forgiving. In some ways, it's not as forgiving. Um, I, From what I've seen, Dark Souls 1 is the game to get. Okay. So I definitely give it a hearty thumbs up, but I mean, some people will not like it. It is very frustrating at times. Um, the boss fights, typically, uh, I would say 7 to 10 attempts. There are a few that are significantly faster. There's a few that, you know, cause you to throw your controller. Oh, don't do that. That's not good. Yes, I did do that with Dark Souls before. Don't don't throw your controller. So mean. I will also recommend if you play it, use a controller. Um, There's also a kind of fan-made patch called DS Fix. That I recommend people use. Uh, without it, there are it does. significant video issues. What does it do? Um, it actually allows you to control some of the video settings. It fixes a lot of frame rate issues. It fixes a lot of interface issues. Because when it came to um, PC, it was a very poor 360 port. But there was a fan who went and coded a uh, DLL that essentially fixes everything and goes from being virtually unplayable to one of the best PC games I have played. Okay. I know uh, when it came out, like in 2011 or so, the guy was who programmed it was heralded as one of the best um, fan-made mods or whatever of the year. Like I definitely saw him in a few of the you know top ten lists for fans. So, interesting game. I highly recommend you guys try it. I would absolutely love to see Dave and Andy go head-to-head with this game. How, I mean, head-to-head in us going, like, 
parallel runs. Yeah, I, it yes. would have to be you know whoever got out of the tutorial zone first or something. Huh. You, you both have to go into it fresh, like you've yeah, never played no, the game yeah, before. You, Having never played it, okay, I'll I'll hold off on playing yeah, it. Then. If you knew what you were doing at all, like at this point, I could go in and just like dance through the tutorial zone, like even with a brand new character. Was, we were going to do something. I kept bugging Andy about it last episode, and now I don't remember what. Oh. That wasn't head-to-head. That was watching Andy play through Zelda. Right. Gotcha. I want to do that first. I want to convince Andy to play through the entirety of Zelda and either record it or stream it. I think streaming it would be more fun. Yeah. The only thing is I'm not sure if Andy's PC could play Dark Souls. Yeah, we, he might have to use your PC, Dick. Your new one that you're building for this but, but I'm building my new one, and that it's going to be mine here. I'll have to come over Andy's, to Andy's not here. I, I understand, but you well, I was thinking you that gonna... we could. I was thinking we could. Oh, you mean for streaming Zelda? Yeah. Oh no, his his computer would be fine for that. Yeah, I mean you can do that with an old laptop. Even the streaming part, like that's not much. That's more about your internet connection than your computer. Yeah. Anyways. Dark All Souls, right. two hearty thumbs up for me, but I recognize it is not for everyone. We need to talk about a random topic. Rolled ahead of time. The random topic for this week, what do you keep in the trunk of your car? I have to say, as soon as I saw that as a random topic, even before I rolled, I'm like, oh, that'd be really funny because ah ha ha, dead hookers. Playing uh, <laughs> NBA a bit much there, Dave. I do not keep dead hookers in the trunk of my car. It's it's just the joke, right? Like, that's what's in the trunk of people's cars. That's an awful joke. Better than a live hooker? You are terrible people. I think the only difference between a live hooker and a dead one is time, in this case. If they're both in the trunk of your car? Schrodinger's hooker? What? (laughs) Wow, that got really dark really fast. You guys started dark. I'd like to point out that since, like, 1970, all trunks, I don't know the actual date, Andy probably would, and he'll yell at me for getting it wrong, all trunks from American cars uh, are required to have a way to release it from the inside. Yes, they are required to be manufactured that way. They are not required to stay that way. <laughs> yeah, you just got to put a lock on it, right? And so I think there's, there's like, a light in there or something. I don't know. I think that's only so one. Dave has a dead hooker, and um, I actually have two per- poofy skirts made out of crinoline in mine from the wedding. Yes, yeah, from Justin Zach's wedding. Why we are still they still in your about, car? They're just chilling in the back seat or in the trunk, taking Why up the are entire they still trunk. In your car? I, my my trunk contents change based on time of the year. Um, I mean the. I, I'm counting the back of the Prius as the trunk because technically there's no real trunk. Yeah, yours but, is kind of an open trunk, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I've got some blankets back there, a pillow. The spare tire is back there. Uh, typically, I, I would have a set of jumper cables. I don't think we can say typically. I think they know. Like today. Like right now, physically in in the trunk of my car. Yeah, I think so. No, it's, it's what do you keep, not what do you have. We're currently keeping... It's not current. It's just what do you keep in the trunk of your car? Air. Okay. Isn't Dave the one who's supposed to find loopholes, not Bry? Well, I don't know who Dave is. Ah, I, I think you're looking for a loophole. No, I'm just trying to to make it so that you're not going to be so general that it's pointless. It's not general. I jumper cables is not general. My spare tire is not general. Blankets, pillows, those are not general. I was going to say in the winter, often. Uh, well, I don't, but I, I know other people who do have, have kitty litter in their trunk. This is the point that I was making. The often Fine. other people. Fine. I don't keep kitty litter in my trunk. Do either of you or have either of you? I used to. I Besides when don't. you're bringing it home for your cats. I, I have it when I bring it home for my cats and that's it. We used to. I don't think we do currently. Right now it's water bottles, uh, windshield wiper fluid, and some antifreeze liquid. Water bottles is a good thing. I should probably actually put one or two of those in the car. All right, Bri, now that we've talked about what we do have in the trunk, what would you keep in the trunk? What are some other things? What are things people should keep in their trunk? What should keep is probably a first aid kit, a roadside assistance kit, and probably your spare tire. I think I have a spare tire in the trunk. It's underneath the little floor. I'm having... I'm having flashbacks to, like, D&D and Pathfinder of, like, do you have a healer's kit? No. Should you? Yes. Do you have a bedroll? Oh, you're just going to sleep in your armor? Oh, that sounds one. Yay, you're fatigued the next day. Oh, shit. I was never that bad of a DM. No. Uh, just as a heads up, Lauren is. Good to know. 
you, if you are sleeping in your, he will assume you are not sleeping in your armor. And if you are sleeping in your armor, you will be fatigued. Yeah, I currently don't have a session with him as the DM, just one with him as the nope. player. And, well, John will do the same thing. See, right now, you also don't wear armor. Right now, Lauren is Lauren and Anna are going back and forth so much that I can just kind of hide behind them. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Uh, Laura's pointing out having she has a a tire inflator, an air compressor that plugs into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, I keep that in my back seat. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Like, oh no, my tires are low. Oh well, I will turn the car on and inflate them. Yeah, they're not very expensive either. About thirty bucks. Yep. That said, you can just pull up to a gas station and it's like 25 cents to just use their compressor. Yeah. It's always been a dollar everywhere I go. Holy shit. And you need to have quarters. Raise the price. Who the hell carries $4 in quarters? I said a dollar. Oh, a dollar. A dollar will last you like not Not a dollar per tire. Not a dollar per tire. No. Just a dollar. Okay. It'll give you 15 to 20 minutes worth of pumping time and that should be enough to fill up your tires even if they're empty. 15 minutes of compressed air. Wonder what else I could do with fifteen minutes of compressed air. Make a lot of balloons that don't do anything. They just kind of sit there. Fill up a lot of um, sleeping, like the uh, inflatable mattresses. <laughs> uh, except that would be at the gas station. That's a little. I know. Less than I don't understand why you would want to. I don't I'm know what you could do. That's why I'm asking you guys. Just get your own right. air compressor. So, so roadside assistance kit, first aid kit. Maybe some non-perishable food, water, blankets. It doesn't necessarily have to be non-perishable, just food that lasts a, a year or two. Um, well, yes, as long as you remember to replace it. Right. Flares, I guess, would be part of the, the roadside kit. I would think so, yeah. And if you're going to be in cold areas, a blanket and the way to keep warm would be a smart idea. We have yeah. I had just get, gotten Beth a... 12-volt electric blanket that plugs in the car. But what if your car's battery runs out? It, it will run out eventually. Oh, oh, a canister of gas. For if you run out of gas. if you run out of gas, then you have a little canister in the back that can get you like an extra mile or two to get to a gas station. I was not thinking of gasoline. I was thinking of like the... Natural the, gas? No, the gas that you use to clean out your uh, keyboards. WD-40? Oh, that's just more compressed air. I know, but I was like, why are you getting that? Fine. I know I don't understand things, but even I know when you talk about cars and you talk about gas, it means gasoline. Well, we were talking about compressed air pretty recently, so... But that's... Who refers to that as gas? That's a good question. It is a gas. It a is can a of gas. gas. But it's it not, is a gaseous form. It is not what people Actually, talk about when they say I, gas. Is it even gas or is it liquid? When it's stored in the can, is it actually a liquid? I, I have no idea. But I usually refer to those as gas canisters, not gas cans. Talk about okay. I, okay. It's a gas can. I guess I could see because it it's like a can, physical can, like a soda can. Right. Full of gas. Yes. But no, it, 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 I meant like a gasoline. Unless you want to clear out the dash or something and like blow the dust off. I don't know. That doesn't mean like that's something that you'd want to keep in your car. No, you really wouldn't. But the the, the gas can full of gasoline, yes. just like an extra gallon, that's actually a, typically a pretty good thing to have. Yeah, and I don't carry one of those. I I don't know. I don't know if I'll carry that, but I've got a lot of the other stuff we mentioned. Yep. I have almost none of the other stuff we've mentioned. I'm screwed if I get stuck in the middle of nowhere. Where are you going to be in the middle of nowhere? Traveling between here and there. So, really, Brendan's the only one who needs to worry about it. Yeah, but my car's not that old or bad or anything. Full circle! Bam! <laughs> well played, Dave. Not well going played. Anywhere. And with that, I think that's actually everything. Laura did make a comment about the next question should be, what do you keep in the glove compartment? Papers. But what we'll I'm going to do is actually time. add that to the list of random topics with Laura as a submitter. Hooray! Huzzah! So you'll hear that one at some point in the future. Possibly. And we can get insight into Andy's car habits. Assuming Andy's there for that one. Wouldn't that be great if that was on like another episode that he had to miss? Would be amusing. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here, both Brendan and Brian. Catch you later. Have a happy holidays. You too. And in the words of Andy, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, 
feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>